Ready to launch. This will be the end of it. Went on until 2006 and later, actually under contracts. But well, the coronaviruses have been, you know, there's even labels on, on bottles saying this deals with corona virus right well that would have been corona type viruses meaning respiratory expo expellations or whatever you want to call that i don't even know the word cytokine storm from your body so it's expelling this corona effect the corona and animals yes have it naturally and some carry it right but there's different levels of the once it gets into the bioweapon and what you're saying the patents so corona 19 has to be is a very specific kind of very specific. Yeah, they it took years to evolve this virus. And the other thing I learned in defense is no biological weapon can leave the lab at all until they have the vaccine. So that would mean, according yes. to the data we have, that under under Obama it was transferred to China to the to their lab, and they worked on it for years. And that virus was being worked on over there for years, which means the very fact that it was transported we already means had, we already uh, had the vaccine. Vaccine. It's not allowed out of the lab, period, unless so you all have this the vaccine. Is bullshit. Because it's a biological weapon, and if an accident occurred, Bullets. it could kill a lot of people. Yes. The coronavirus is nowhere near as deadly as smallpox, and Are what I learned in DOD is that we were working on mutated smallpox that which means the vaccine that i got in the 60s was, would be useless against it because it's a mutated smallpox and smallpox killed one in three infected one in three so coronavirus 19 isn't killing anybody actually no it's more of a social engineering device right Again. i like to say that yeah yeah, it's, it's actually corralling people, you know, corralling them in their homes, keeping them separated, also trying to lower the frequency. Because again, when humans are together, our frequency rises, okay, exponentially. It, it's not even, it's beyond cumulative, it, you know, it's beyond, it's, not, it's beyond two, two plus two, it's, it's cumulative, whatever you call that. And so um, this is also part of the attack on humanity that's coming and that relates to the AI. See, I'm very interested in the idea that coronavirus can actually be, be transmitted. First of all, it became a meme. And you understand the power of a meme, and that's where the press and the mind control came in. So first they had to program people, right, so that they would accept it, the notion of it, you know, the, the imagery, it would create, they had imagery, you know, the very certain, the certain kind of imagery that went with it, that's all part of the package, right, to deliver it to the humans, to get them to accept it. So they do the whole mind control, they do the packaging, the press puts it out, it gets repeated all through repetition over and over and over again, still to this day. And then, of course, the, the, the idea that what it really is, I believe, is I think it's transmitted through the scalar weaponry that um, is talked about by Thomas Bearden. I think that's how the virus is actually sent out. It's an, it's a frequency. So what happens is the humans 
so they will accept it and bring it into their bodies and generate the the result the desired result which is supposedly you know this uh corona effect which has to do with the respiratory system and this is very interesting as all as well because the whole idea of getting rid of humans on earth is to get rid of our ability to breathe oxygen in other words if we can't breathe we can't live right on earth now the reptilians and other beings that want to take over earth they would prefer an, a methane filled radiation filled environment that's much more conducive to their body type exactly a very good important point because when we're talking about an ancient takeover and you're you're talking about the evidence that we're, we we are building the, the Trump built the space force it was created under his presidency at the end of last year um we we know that we're dealing with a, a, a real potential threat and that's exactly what these ETs would use is a virus to either alter the human genome or to get rid of us or to get rid of a lot of us an awful lot of us and right, and that brings in the transhuman agenda because that's also part of the the you know one world order desire as mark richards would say that what they want is a, a a population of passive super soldiers is what he calls them in other words on command they will go out and you know decimate planets and do this and that but in essence they won't leave their their rope their their ai connection they're connected to the borg in essence which the chinese are all, were the first race they're the most likely race if you were going to look at all the races on the planet the most borg like that is is goes back to their origins the way they behave making sure that the individual is subservient to the to the um you know to the mass to the social fabric so in essence uh see the japanese broke away from that they were smart enough at a certain point you may know about this trajectory but the japanese the they're a different race a variation from the chinese and that that's evidenced by the fact that they knew early on that being a borg race was actually you know it's 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 not even a spiral it's it's like a circle they you actually degenerate from there so the key is innovation the key is change is this unique ability of humans to innovate and to constantly change and become more right right and that may be why you know in the millions of years of of natural uh, human species evolving on this planet the the more ape like neanderthal cro-magnon you know periods of evolution these gods and goddesses came here and decided to take some of their dna and some of theirs and create a sped up more evolved human species and that would be the garden of eden incident which is not the original human it it's a modified human and they may be looking at us now too in terms to be able to cooperate and live with them in the same atmosphere of modifyings and or a number okay. of us. that that idea of humans uh, and neanderthals now neanderthals are a race of beings that right. are that came from another planet they're not uh they actually are not indigenous here even though people say well, i don't that. think anything is indigenous here I, we, humanoids are not we're from lyra right. um then we went to the 
the 80s, and then we came here into Mars. And so Why do you say we're from Lyra? Because my first daughter's name is Alera, and Lyra is the constellation where Vega is. When, when I calculated the frequency of the Holy of Holies, it was a perfect octave of Vega in, in the star, in the constellation of Lyra. It's very interesting that you say oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I want to show you something from and share a screen here for a moment. It's um, this was a Russian study done in the last few years on the Great Pyramid of Egypt, and what wow. they did is they transmitted frequencies. And wavelengths or frequencies are the same thing; they just have a different number into the Great Pyramid. And you'll see on this lower row of images, you'll see the shape of the pyramid. And you'll see the first experiment on the far left is a wavelength of 333 meters, which is ever so smidgenly close to 1.111 megahertz. And then the the next series, the next test was at 285 meters, and we're going up from there. And you see this Maltese cross appearing, the orange light in the middle of the pyramid, and that little rectangle you see in the middle. That's the king and queen's chamber approximate location mm-hmm. so we're right in the heart of the great pyramid at 285 the, meters and you'll see a Maltese cross if you take the right triangle there. pyramid out you'll notice the light fanning you know down through the earth and then out the four sides the light has four quadrants so it looks like a Maltese cross but when you come to 230 meters you're starting to see the shape of what looks like a divine human with outstretched arms. When you come to 200 meters, which is the far right bottom image, take away the triangle and it looks like a person's head and their heart center and their arms are out like this. Right. You see what I mean? So what the Russian study proved is that when you activated the Great Pyramid, it started transmitting through inductance this incredible these incredible energy patterns and at 200 meters we're a smidgen away from 1.5151 megahertz just so you know like just as a hair oh, right. okay so, so that's the that's the 200 meter one yeah 200 meters press you know you take this so what you do when you take a wavelength so you would take the speed of light in meters divided by the 200 meters and then you get 1.5 megahertz but that's what i mean it's incredibly close to 1.5 and 5.25 and in fact you'll get the same result at 1.5 and 5.25 but you'll notice <clears throat> that the capstone of the pyramid has not been activated in any of these experiments and that's because the frequencies they're using are mid-range in the great pyramid itself and when i saw this I went, oh my God, these are the training frequencies that I give people who use my staffs and my other devices. And so this is what happens, is it forms the Maltese cross. It's almost like evolution in in a biological cell. And then all of a sudden, the divine enlightened person is is manifesting out of the pyramid at 200 meters. And but that's in the middle of the pyramid. The capstone is still not activated because your frequencies aren't high enough. Right, so the base of the pyramid is a lower wavelength frequency, and you're working your way up. You're stepping your way up to eventually reach the capstone. But when the Russians did this study, and I think there was another German scientist involved, I don't even think they noticed 
but I just think it's miraculous that it gives us evidence that... that the, well, it, it obviously focuses the frequency into the human body in such a way, and that actually mirrors the pattern of if you raise the kundalini going up through, although it in this case it's not it's it's not going up through the crown chakra and continuing as it would um but it you know it's because they didn't go high enough you could call the aura do you see the aura on the 200 meter around right right the light order that could be likened in a sense to the raised kundalini in the sense of you know the um you know what they show that little angels having that um whatever you call that um, kind of crown on top of their head. Right. Have you ever seen the Valerie Hunt aura camera experiments? I, I don't think so. The halo. Oh my God, I should show you that right now because that's what I'm trying to rebuild. All this equipment I have she behind me, I had to get an halo. old video camera. I spoke to Valerie Hunt before she died and she was telling me how using ordinary photography from a old video camera, magnetic tape video camera and a tube type TV and using certain frequencies you can see the human aura and it's amazing what you just said about the crown chakra because I'll show you a scene where you see this mother with her child and suddenly she starts toning with her voice doing doing like chanting or tones Right. you suddenly see her crown chakra light up and a coil forms above her head connecting cool. her yeah. to the cosmos. Well, I mean, you know about the practice. I'm sure you've even maybe done it. In the well, I've been meditating every day for 45 years. But but also when you're in the king's chamber, is people always do toning, you know, and also the queens, but mainly the kings, actually, but the, the queens as well. You know well, about the that? The queen is the master chamber, according to what I see. But the, yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, have you been there? Awesome. Have you thought you go there? What? Sorry? Have you been there? Yeah. Oh, I lead tours in Egypt. Yeah. Oh, my God. You, you, <laughs> you, we got to get you a staff so you can go in there. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, I like that. I'm sure my group would like it as well. It's really funny you're talking about that because I just had this really cool woman. Um, she Next actually staff. was drawn to make these kinds of staffs herself. She makes her own version. Yeah. And her name is Apala. And she's a lovely, very young person. And I uh, had her on my show a few days ago. But uh, she also, that's what she has created. Although she uses bamboo as the, you know, the staff. And then she puts crystals inside. And uh, she has this whole thing, and she, and she says, you know, it actually, you know, will affect the the world around you, and can also, you know, it, it can it can direct energy, basically, which is I'm sure what yours does as well. In other words, you can aim healing energy using it, pointing it, and and directing it and stuff. Yeah. Watch this video for a second. I'll stop screen share. Okay. Is this? Um, no, Valerie Hunt has passed away, and and I've been in touch with her niece recently, and you're not going to have any problem okay. showing a clip of this through fair use. I mean, she's this is very old photography, and this this is a section in the video. So what you see here is a mother 
aura. and her child, and I'll just let it run. It's an aura. And, and when you see her go into meditation pose and start chanting, just watch what happens to her aura. It's really incredible. See that as the child moves into the mother's field, the affection between them changes the overall field to a pink color. The individual field blends into the there's a warm, caring See, now she's meditating and look at the uh, crown chakra. You see those rings coming out of the top of her head? Yeah, great. She's only. Valerie Hunt says she's only. I knew Valerie Hunt personally and she, uh-huh. she told yeah. me how she did this. You see what's happening? She's only and now it's super bright. And you'll see these little rings forming above the top of the head yep. and everything got brighter. I'm trying to duplicate this because Valerie passed away in 2014. She was a UCLA medical doctor with a super sophisticated lab for measuring people's auras. And what she found in this incredible interview with her is that if she can vibrate a human up into at least one megahertz, they're going to have a spiritual experience. She said, I don't care whether you're a Buddhist, whatever your beliefs are, mm. it's a matter of frequency, not a matter of belief. And she found that most humans, especially ones that got cancer, were, and, and her aura meters were, were basically very low frequency. They're, they're, it doesn't mean they have a, they're a bad person. It means their physical organism, whether that's through diet or you know whatever, they weren't vibrating high enough. Right. And you'll notice that when that woman starts oming, chanting om, all of a sudden she gets brighter and you see the cone going Notice up. the little girls. Yeah, the little crown girl. Chakra. Did you happen to know? Right, no, I pointed that out because I, I used this video in my inner circle. Notice that children, their crown chakra is Comes 90 degrees next to the parent, right? It's not until their nervous systems are fully developed that their crown will go upwards. And that's consistent in two videos she did of children, one with a father and one with a mother. <laughs> the crown chakra of the child is not connected. It's not plugged into Cosmos yet. It's plugged in to, to mommy and daddy. Stuff. Right. And but you can see it, it, it being raised. I mean, that is also uh, probably a way to raise this. But there's very, something very interesting to do with this because you were saying, you know, cancer people that have cancer get a lowered by frequency however the trouble with that is that what we see is that things like 5g which raises the uh the radiation it it also degenerates into cancer in in many humans well, yeah valerie found that if people okay here's where she found the cancer she and this is very specific in this interview if you got too high in frequency and you were cut off in your lower body, so your sex chakra was cut off. Right. You get cancer, and and she and this I know this personally. I know people who have gone on the, for example, the path of celibacy and intense yoga, and they completely cut off the lower house, and they got cancer and died. I saw this actually happen. Yes, and that has been that's been a syndrome. I have to tell you what they did in Russia because we went and interviewed. I don't know if you who know who Valery Uvarov is. Uvarov. He, he's a Russian scientist. You should actually um, check him out and watch my video because he, he was into this stuff with wands and Egypt and all of this. 
but he was actually head of the Russian, the equivalent would be Ron Pandolfi, the head of the weird desk, what we call the weird desk in the CIA. Well, that's what, now Valerie Uvarov was not in that job when supposedly when I was interviewing him, he supposedly was no longer in that job, but he had been head of the weird desk and he's still out there, brilliant man. And we went to interview him at his house and in Russia. And he, he revealed a lot of very interesting things in my interview with him. Uh, and he did it very casually. So people wouldn't really know what, what he was saying unless you pay attention and stuff. But in one of the things he said is they were doing experiments in Russia with old, with people that got cancer and putting them in pyramids okay, to cure them. Mm-hmm. And they were building these certain kind of pyramids. And this was happening outside of St. Petersburg. And the pyramid they were building was like um, not the normal shape, uh, if I understood it correctly. Now I don't know how successful. Well, I think I know. I think I know about this guy. Yeah. You know about those experiments, oh. and the pyramids were actually they're more like um, you know, yeah. kind of like that. You know, as like that. Like right, I've seen them. Yeah. And um, and and they were having problems because sometimes they would cure it would cure the people, but sometimes they actually would not it would go the other way and it does have to do with something to do with generating the frequency the higher frequency and also activating the lower chakras and making sure you have even chakra development that's yeah, very that's what Valerie said she said there's a most people were stuck in the middle like just the cozy little middle they cut off their lower house and they had no upper house development right and this is where you get a lot of light worker types they that's right. what they do they end up, you know, emphasizing the top, the higher chakras, but they lose they just evolve. touch with uh, they reality evolve. and their physical body degenerates and all this right. kind of thing. Right. But the thing is, though, that once you have complete, you know, activation all the way through, then you're you're most connected, obviously, with source. And it's interesting, see, because the human body itself is a staff in a sense. You know, we our crown chakra we go up so it would be interesting to think that perhaps there is this five you know because there's a it's interesting wait stop on that point that right there because because one of the things i teach people is first of all the spine the bones are calcium and calcium is a metal it is not a semiconductor it's a conductor which means it is a staff and i've been able to determine this is something new we have is based on your exact height. We know exactly what frequency is your master attenuating frequency. And then I calculate a person's octaves, and most people tend to have 30 octaves that fractal off of that frequency based on their height, just like an antenna. So, so it, it's very important what yeah. you do. So there's a, there's a, a correspondence there. But um, what I wanted to tell you is that one other experiment that Valerie did that he he actually he took a crystal and as far as I know it was a normal crystal he embedded it in his wall it's a little strange he's a scientist so he embedded it in his wall he's a scientist and like you know placed it so you could still see it right so you're in this room he had this little room and then what he did is he he it was pitch black normally and he had a camera in the room and the camera was on and it was photographing the crystal and the area around the crystal. And what he found was 
that in the pitch black when nothing else was going on, these little light beings, kind of like, would come in and come out of the crystal and go oh, around the room, you know, on. and then go back into the crystal. And this would go on constantly. And he showed us that it actually was. And so he then he was saying, well, in a certain, he, they didn't know. They were thinking, well, maybe life can be generated in crystals. Like that's how life. And it's interesting to think that because when well, yes, what? I interviewed they, Mariska, they, one second, I interviewed Mariska in Russia, and he's the boy from Mars. Right. And you may have heard, heard of him. And um, mm. it's one of the most famous interviews we ever did. Mm. Anyway, when he was young, he was very psychic, and he was also talking about his past life as a soldier on Mars mm. when mm. when they were trying Exploded. to turn Jupiter into a second sun, mm. and how they their 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 planet was destroyed by war. And uh, what they had to do was, he's, this is how, he, as a little child, he described it. He said they went into the rocks, and then they came to Earth. Wow. Now, that's very interesting. They went into the rocks. Maybe there was a way they transferred these beings on Mars to Earth in crystals. It's just an idea of trans, you know, well, when you consume a human being and their ashes are made mostly of calcium and some phosphorus under the microscope if you go on wikipedia and you just google calcium and you look at the crystal lattice of calcium it's a cube it's a molecular cube with six pyramids inside all right and the holy of holies is a cube and the pyramids are pyramids so our temples that we manifest that our gods and goddesses told us to build are a perfect reflection of the the molecular structure of the crystals in our bodies. And so when you pulse a crystal through the piezoelectric effect, which means you vibrate, it emits light. So the way we turn on our light body is we pulse our physical mm-hmm. nervous system body with frequency. And um, you I have to get going in just a minute here to pick up my daughter, just letting you know. I understand. Um, okay, so... but. This actually has to do with the body is a temple. That's what even, right. I think that's even in the Bible. That's the body is our temple. So that's actually no. So both phosphorus and actually gold and calcium are cubes with with pyramids. And the the if you go on the periodic table of elements, every element has a crystal lattice structure. And there's quite a few of them that are cubic. But they're not all cubic. There's many different geometries that that are, that are the base geometries, with, which is the stuff with which we're made of. And the stuff we're made of was manufactured in stars. Mm. And not all the elements on the periodic table that are in our bodies are from our sun. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stardust in us is from different stars. And when you understand at the moment mm-hmm. that stardust is being generated, it, it, it forms the, the quantum mechanism of quantum communication, which is faster than light communication through action at a distance, which means once all that stardust is separated in the universe, at a quantum level, it all communicates with each other faster than light. And that's what's inside of it. All of these crystals are, were made of the stardust, so therefore we are quantumly entangled to the stars that made the stuff that's inside of us. And and then you get into, um, this is probably the last thing I can say before I have to go, 
is the strange behavior of the strange quark. Mm-hmm. Murray Gelman was the physicist that discovered quarks, and I got Distance. to meet him several times because he worked with us. And he he passed away just two years ago in Santa Fe. And the strange quark behaves strangely. It has a lot of mass. So we have these strange quarks inside of the quarks are in the neutron and the proton. There's many different categories of quarks, but they're heavy. And they're what they physicists found is the strange quark will just leave and come back. They don't know where the heck it's going. And, and my theory is, if we're quantumly entangled through our stardust to distant stars, maybe the strange quarks inside of all the atoms in our body are jumping around the universe, and, and that's where the stuff of ideas are born in creation. Well, you've heard that by physicists actually say, that I think this is known, that we are not here, here, here all the time. We're right. actually leaving, coming back, leaving, coming back constantly. Right. Oh, the same thing. Right. So, um, so yeah, I, I have to say because we are also like facets of a crystal, multi-dimensional, as you know. So that would make sense because, in essence, what we are is possibly everywhere. It's like God. We are a mirror of God, right? So we are. God is everywhere. We are everywhere. We're quantum jumping all the time, parts of us. But this is occurring at a physical level, which is really hard to, for, for you know, for people to wrap their heads around. There's, well, that's why I say we're time travelers, because in essence, that's, you know, we're actually always traveling and facets of us are, are, are you know, are like coming and going constantly. So it's, it's uh, yeah, very cool. It gets into a whole you know, sort of spiritual discussion, but we started with science, so it's we, very... We look at this, great. cameras, the, the, the microwave cameras in the 5G. What I know further is the Department of Defense knows these interdimensionals are here. They see them on these cameras, on these microwave cameras. Mm-hmm. Well, listen watching. to this. I have to tell you something. I just did this interview that, that um, YouTube knocked us off the air with Claire... Oh God, I'm I'm her name. No, I saw that. I saw that on your. But she had she has people writing to her saying that since five G has they're exposed to five G, they're starting to see beings. They're writing to her about this. It's in. Oh my God! See, it's it's consistent with what we're saying. Mm. Yeah, and I said, well, that's true. But see, when you were talking about having this special site, it's called etheric site. I have it as well. It's where you can actually see light beings. You can see beings. You can see stuff beyond this spectrum. And it's it's called etheric sight. And you develop it when you have a developed kundalini. It, it's goes. Right. See, you could run the internet at 5G wavelength frequencies on specific harmonic bands. And I've calculated, like, you can just take the golden ratio and go all the way up or Fibonacci sequence and keep going all the way up and you can pick a number way up there in the gigahertz you know Fibonacci sequence and if you ran the internet at that number you would be on a harmonic it's not radiation that hurts us it's it's whether the frequency we're running at is a harmonic or a disharmonic yes that's what I was going to say so there must be a positive side to 5G that they're just not using and they, we don't know what it is yet. And if I could, I, I tried to do a petition on change.org to run the internet, to get Elon Musk to run the internet at these harmonic intervals. There's so many different harmonic intervals. 
There are certain frequencies that are irritating to the materials in our bodies, and there are certain frequencies that they love. And in fact, the... Oh. Okay, so it is um, buffering. Um, the frequency and all of that as well. I, I, I should have this number. And we, maybe we should go into this next time we can do an interview. Because, Let's do that. Let's yeah. do that. Because I have to run now. I don't have to go. I don't want to. Lyra, my, my little Lyra. <laughs> that was a fascinating discussion. Thank you so much again, David. We'll do this again. Okay? Okay. Thank you, Karen. Right. You take care. Take care. Have a good all night. right. Bye-bye. Okay. So that was the second interview that she's had with David Serretta. And this time they did a little bit more about the interdimensional realms. Um, This is freaking me out. Um, She had a lady on, her name is Claire. And Claire said that people are seeing beings now that 5G is on. And um, the beings are coming through the veil. Okay, so the 5G is making the veil thinner. So they're seeing more and more things. I don't know. I have to think on some of what they said because they said a lot of different things. And I have to think about it. So thank you for listening. Bye-bye.